Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. In 1919, he hit 29 home runs and was sold to the New York Yankees. A three-run home run for Buckington. The Yankees now lead it by a score of three to two. Bill Lee is now going over to a couple of the Yankees, and there they go again. Tech and A-Rod going at it. Roberts is going. Masada's throw. Roberts, safe. And what can I say? Just dip my hat and, and call the Yankees my daddy. Welcome to Fanbase, a deep dive into the greatest rivalry in sports. This is a big day uh, because this is our first day uh, in the Odyssey family, and, it, and that means we're going to be able to share uh, the Yankees-Red Sox message to the broader world. John Senecal, along with Brian Shackman here. Um, welcome aboard, John. It's great. It's great. Big difference going from a basement to a studio. Uh, no green screen <laughs> no. anymore. Um, and we're going to work on getting it uh, on, on YouTube. We just got to take baby steps. And what we're going to do today is we're going to talk about the draft real quick. Yep. And then we're going to do a bit of a first half summary in which within that we're going to do our our MVP for each team, biggest disappointment, and then we're going to jump into projections for the second half. You said disappointment or disappointments? (laughs) Well, I think the hard part is what we're going to do is make one. Okay, so, that's going to be tough for me. Well, I, I know what it should be for you, but I'm going to wait till you talk about that. I know what that. you're going to say. I, I, <laughs> you're even, his biggest supporter, I yeah, know that. I, I just, just I, you, everybody knows how I feel about the Yankees' chances with one particular person in the lineup. Uh, let's talk quickly about the draft here because I was into it. I don't love, it's not as exciting as the NFL, but they tried to do it in that style. They changed I, it up. It's not in June anymore. It was pretty good, and, and I think there's two things to consider. Listen, the Yankees picked 24th. I mean, it's a shortstop, deep draft, but let's just get it out of the way right now. He's good, but who knows? Yeah, well, the Yankees and Red Sox both took shortstops. Right, but the Red Sox got a potential top pick, and you guys picked a good player, but 24th in the round. Yeah, a college guy, though, so he has has some polish. Um, But the good thing about him, so uh, Trey Sweeney, shortstop out of Eastern Illinois, um, he went to college and got better, and he also moved up the draft board in this combine that they did, which was new this year. He was one of the fastest guys, they said, that rose up through there. So I don't know if that factored into it, but they do say he's a great hitter. But the interesting thing about him is he was ranked number 68 in the state of Kentucky coming out of high school. So he went to college and became a top first-round draft pick. So that's pretty impressive. So it goes to show you that maybe, you know, for some guys, they do need to go to college. Right, and maybe, you know, he has a higher ceiling than even right now. I think the drama was 
that uh, Jack Leiter, who everyone assumed the Red Sox would take at four, the pitcher for Vanderbilt, went number two. And the, the well, no play- one expected Marcelo Mayer to be available. Well, I mean, the Everyone assumption he would was go one or two, right? The assumption was that he would go high, and so he dropped to the Red Sox at four. So all the Red Sox fans are excited. I just find it strange, and this wasn't talked about. I mean, he's eighteen. Who knows? He might end up as a left fielder. You just never know. But you know, he's eighteen, and I figure for a position player, he's going to spend at least three to four years in the system, right? Most likely, yeah. You figure, you know, like. Rookie ball, high A, double A major. Say that's his. That's if he has a great trajectory, right? right. But they're they're about to sign Bogarts to potentially six to eight year deal, right? And so he is the shortstop potentially of the future. But the timing is a, they had to take him because he was the best player available. But the timing might not be quite right, right? I mean, because he might be ready in three years, and Bogarts will be thirty four or five and still may be playing well. So I I just wonder what that means for a collision well, you course. Also, you also got to look at it too that in high school I don't know how great um, East Lake. High school is where he's from, but usually your best players are your shortstop, your catcher, your pitcher. So chances are he's probably the best player on his team. But go ahead. And, you know, he's a shortstop. So chances are the guy that the the Yankees took, Sweeney, is a shortstop too. And they're already saying he's probably going to be a third baseman. So that's my point, though. They already said that about Sweeney. But they they haven't said that. They weren't talking about that with with, with Myers. I think they're just too excited they got him at four. And he he grew up a lifetime Yankees fan, and all of a sudden he's the biggest Red Sox fan in the world. Well, that's fine. I, I mean, would too if you had about seven million coming your well, way. We had Frank Mazzucato from where we are in Connecticut, who grew up a Yankee fan, and now he's a royal, a big royal fan. So I want to just break down this story because I think it's fascinating. The kid wasn't on anyone's radar a year ago, right? Then all these scouts start sn- sniffing around Connecticut because he's a lefty and throws in the low nineties, and then they say high second round, low first round. And then, boom, all of a sudden. But what he did while they were sniffing around is the reason why he jumped so high. The kid threw four no-hitters in a row. Right, but everyone else says Connecticut baseball stinks. Right, and that's exactly what I told my son. He was like, oh, this kid's amazing, this kid's amazing. We were, we, I watched him pitch online. We didn't go to the game. I watched him pitch in the final game. I think he struck out 15 batters in the state championship game. And, I mean, he was just dominant. And what they say the best thing about him is is his curveball. Right. His spin rate on his curveball is insane. Um, and he never really was a pitcher. Um, he just, they said, well, hey, you're a lefty, you should pitch. You're a lefty, you should pitch. And he just got better and better and better and better. And then all of a sudden he ends up going seventh. And I, I was saying this uh, to some other people, like think about it, of all the college programs in the country, all the high school stars, yep. there's only six players picked ahead of this guy. Right. I mean, it's incredible. And he was going to go to UConn. Well, he still could go to UConn. He's not going to go to no, UConn. So that's not. the fact. The other element here in terms of people who are listening who – may or may not understand the nuances, the Royals basically felt him out to see what it would take to sign him. So they wanted to A, see if he'd sign, B, how much, because I think that one of the reasons he went so high is that he kind of promised that he would sign for a little less than the max. So the Royals could have some more money in the pool to sign some of their other I wonder if he's related to the Mazzucato. He is, cousins. cousins. Okay, so it's not so much a money thing. No, but I mean millions are millions. Millions I mean, are millions. Let's be honest, exactly. and he's going to make his own money. But you I got to go for it. If you said to me, if you, if I said to you, would you take a couple hundred thousand less to be picked in the top ten as opposed to in the second round or the late in the first round? I, I, even if I was poor, I would still take it. Right. 
Right. I just would. So the fact that he went top 10, he's still going to make more money than if he was picked 30th. And, and, and I don't even think he thought he was going to go that high. I mean, everyone projected him like late first round, even right. possibly second round. Listen, high school pitchers are the biggest risk in the draft. We all know that. I mean, you just don't know what's going to happen. You don't know about when he's going to get this Tommy John surgery. You well, don't know about his mental makeup. Risk. No, but like historically, going back to even before Brian Taylor, I mean, it's right. just like whatever. It's, it, it's, it's the biggest risk factor. So, uh, I just thought it was a great story because Connecticut had not had, you know, a player pick that high since Bobby Valentine in 1968. Yeah. So it just shows you how big a deal it is in this part of the country. Now, if you're in California or Florida, it's no big deal. Or Texas, that stuff happens all the time. Right. It just doesn't happen all the time up here. So, okay. He's John Senecal. I'm Brian Shackman. This is fan base, a deep dive into the greatest rivalry in sports. So let's jump into it. Before we get into, you know, the second half, because the Yankees and Red Sox play a lot coming out of the gate in eight, the second half. Eight times in the first yeah. So it's it, And you know what? The Yankees' season is going to basically be determined in the first two weeks of the second half. But I don't want to get, first. I want to talk about the first half. Just give me a quick thought um, on the first half for the Yankees. Garbage. <laughs> That's the first thing that comes to my mind. It's Obviously, look, listen. Word. We talked about the whole roller coaster thing, up and down, up and down, up and down. But there's been way more downs, and then you just it's like you keep expecting them to like wake up and right. then just go on. You know. 11 or 12 and it's then like gut punch after gut punch right you know and then you, you know you, you're going for a series sweep against houston and what happens to you tattoo gets you well how great was that though the whole it's, aaron judge tattoo insane and then you know they're putting the jackets on it's like in the dugout it's like you can't like one step forward two steps back all the time this season with them yeah. and listen like no confidence in chapman right like he's not coming in Loisaga is out for COVID. He would have been your guy to come in and, and get you to the ninth, right? But it's just like nothing is working out for this team. That's the way I look at it. Nothing is working out for them at all. Like, at all. I mean, maybe Cole's going to turn it around after the whole spider tack thing and all well, that. Well, he had a great but, outing uh, going into the break, so right. we'll see one about outing, that. One outing I, I do like the fact that, uh, you know, the Yankees and Red Sox still is Yankees and Red Sox, but I think Yankees-Astros is a good rivalry for baseball It's right crazy. Now. It's a, and it's and it, I was almost thinking that in this part of the season and the way baseball is now, it's almost a bigger, bigger rivalry intensity than it is with the Red Sox. I, I think that's true. Just because there's more of like, almost more of a hatred where like the Red Sox and Yankees well, they kind overall of, have Yankee been, fans, don't you feel like they stole something from well, you? Absolutely. I think I think Yankees fans, Dodgers fans, I think baseball fans in general think they stole something. I mean, it just feels like, you know, baseball is always throwing something at us. You know, there's some, some cheating scandal or something in the last 15, 20 years is always coming at us. But I think the thing that with the Astros in 2017 is just I think that left a bad taste in everybody's mouth, regardless of who you are, except unless you're an Astros fan. Right. Plus, I think Dodgers Yankees World Series would have been would have been awesome, incredible. Would have been awesome. Uh, very quickly, and my take on the Red Sox is they overachieved. I think I, every time they go on a little bit of a, 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 a losing streak, I think the wheels are going to come off, and they haven't. They lost four or five going into the break, but they're still hanging on. I, I think that when I look at what they need to do to to win ninety games, I'm amazed. They basically can play. Sub five. If they play 500 ball from the rest of the year, they're going to win 90 plus games and make the playoffs. Period. Right. So all they have to do is play average baseball to make the playoffs. Whereas the Yankees have to tear. They have to tear it up. And so we I talked think- about we talked about this a little while ago that the way they were hitting, their pitching just has to be average, right? 
and it's been better than average. Right. And if so you get sale back, if it drops down right. a tier and you just stay with the status quo, you're going to be fine. And again, yep, here we go again. Here comes sale possibly. So let's talk about the projections in a minute. I quickly, your uh, MVP of the Yankees first half, and then give me your biggest disappointment. Just uh, what? Hey, listen. Just one disappointment. Don't give me seven. I won't give you seven. I, I I feel like I could I could go with two MVPs, but if you want me to go with you just gotta with pick one, one, you gotta pick one. All right, listen, you can, you can like qualify it a little, but give me one. All right, I'll go with just Aaron Judge as the MVP, just because a he stayed on the field, right? Kinda. Well, sure. no, he's probably only missed like four games. Okay. Like his his uh his lower body issues and you know rest issues, I think gets blown way out of proportion. He hasn't really missed that many games. Um. He's my MVP with, with uh, honorable mention to uh, Spider Tack Cole. <laughs> and your uh, biggest disappointment, and you know who I feel. Well, you're gonna, I know who you're going to pick, but I'm going to go with Torres. He's just over been awful. over Aroldis Chapman. Yes, because Chat, listen, dude, you live and die as a closer, and the only reason that it's personified so much in New York is because you were blessed with R- Rivera for so long. Every closer sucks eventually. And you dude. tell me you think you have faith in him? No. Okay. Right, right now, obviously, right? But what's your other alternative? You're not going to trade the guy. Who's going to take him? Nobody. Exactly. So you either sit him in the dugout and let him pout in the bullpen for $20 million a year or $18 million, whatever he's making, or are you going to throw him out there? Like the other day, well, we're going to wait for when's the right opportunity. Well, you think a five-run lead might have been a right opportunity, right? Right. Right. And they didn't do it. So obviously they have zero confidence in him. Yeah, I wonder how it's going to end up. I wonder what's going to happen if they're going to make a move there. I really do because I think there's a lost confidence well, there. Well, here's the important. deal. I mean, you, like we talked about, coming out of the break, the Yankees are in a buzzsaw, right? Yep. They could be in a total buzzsaw, right? So they could be totally out of it by the time the trading deadline comes. So that is basically your barometer, right, for what the Yankees are going to do. The, ne- the first 10 games out of the break is their season. Yep. Are they going to be in it? And they're going to make a deal, or are they going to be out of right. it and they're going to sell? Well, let's pause on that. I want to give you mine real quick. I, I think my MVP, it's funny because with, since you gave a qualifier, I think Devers statistically has been just a revelation. But I, I just think the steady, quiet confidence of Bogarts is just so important. And I know okay. people still look at him as a like a rookie-type figure because he came in so young, but he's been around a while. He's 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 not young, and I just love the way he leads. And he's you know, obviously batting well over three hundred. He's got a ton of hits. Uh, you know he he's he's got decent power. And There's I nothing just, wrong with being a quiet leader. No, and I love that about him. And I think that that he's a, he and Cora let the other players have fun. And I just think he's great, and I love him. So well, he is your guy. You build around. I mean, yeah. there's no doubt about that. You know, JD Martinez isn't going to be there four years from now. No, and plus, I just think that JD Martinez is about JD Martinez, and I don't mean that negatively because in baseball that can help you. But, if you're selfish, you can still help the team. And the negative side is a guy I cheer for. I really want Bobby Dahlbeck to be good. I, if he can develop into a power hitter, I think it would be incredible for that team, especially if they kept him in the bottom third of the lineup. But, you know, if you're batting 219 and you really haven't been able to string together some consistency and you're, you're, you know, you're striking out close to 100 times in the first half of the season, I, I can't, I'm not ready to write him off, but I think he's a huge, huge That's what I was going to ask you. So is that is that a major concern for them? Are they going to have to replace him? If, I mean, again, trading deadline within two weeks coming I, up. I think he's a guy that if, I think he had has he has incredible value for another team. Like I think of you know players that go to places like I don't know if Travis Shaw is a good example, but other players that sort of 
had moments here, but then were able to shine elsewhere. I think he would do very well in a small market right. and the chance to just get his at-bats and thrive. So, I mean, I, if I were a GM for another team and, and, I, and I had a reliever and I, was, I stunk and they gave me Dahlbeck, I would take that in a heartbeat. But I think it would be a bummer because I like the kid. You so know who's, I mean? who, who, who can, they re, can they replace him internally? I mean, Chavis could take a you spot. You love Chavis. Huh? You love Chavis. I just Bring think that you Brock know, Holt. I, I, well, I don't think he's good enough to start, but I would take Brock Holt in a heartbeat. But anyway, so those are my two. And I, I mean, I hope Dahlbeck can square it away, but I do think he would be a great piece to ship in a trade. Uh, so that's that. All right, John Seneca, Brian Shackman here, fan base, a deep dive into the greatest rivalry in sports here. Just let's flip it. Let's t- tell me, you gave a little bit of sense about how important you think the Yankees are coming out of the gate, but tell me what you think will happen. What do I think will happen? All right, so they're eight games out. They're eight games out. They're forty-six and forty-three, so that's eighty-nine games. So that's seventy-three left, right? You have seventy-three so say, left. Say they, say they split with the Sox, right? That puts them twelve out, right? No, they if they split four, with the Sox, they stay. They stay. Yeah, it'd be they stay the same. Um, There's still eight games out. I mean, if they go, if they, I mean, they have to go. They're in trouble, dude. There's not. It's there's 73 games. They got to win like 50 of them. It's not. It's not a good scenario. So, I'm gonna. I'm gonna say it again. Your your first 10 games out of the break is what determines your season. All right. I don't. They're only think, four and a half out of the wild card, but they got a bunch of teams to leapfrog. Right. And I don't. I don't see Glaber Torres all of a sudden turning his season around. And Why just do you all think sudden, he's such a key? Like I don't even pay attention to the guy anymore. Right. Well, here's the deal. Why is he a key? Because when you play in New York. When you're not playing good, that's what people focus on. And when they're gonna, if you're gonna sit there and they're gonna beat you up over it, it's gonna affect you. I don't care who you are, all right. It's just gonna affect you. When so the, are when they the gonna, microscopes okay. on you? He needs to play better, right? All of a sudden, everyone thinks Gary Sanchez has played better. Yes, he has some good home runs and stuff. The dude's still batting two eighteen, right? All but right. You, don't tell me what they need. I want to know what you think they're gonna do. The way they're going now, and that they don't have any mojo or anything going and coming out of the break. I think they're going to just keep doing what they're doing, dude. Just same old. So they're a 500 team. They're a 500 team. They don't have the pieces, and they just. And I don't think people are going to be willing to give them what they need if they can do it. Who are they going to give up? Right, so, so as it stands, I mean, your caveat is if they come out hard and they win some games, they got a chance. But your instinct well, is that they, listen, your instinct if they is win they don't seven make the out playoffs. of eight against the Red Sox and all of a sudden flip their season around. Their momentum is going to be insane, right? Because they play the Phillies in between two of those games. Right. Right? Two two games against Philly. Any team is momentum is going to be nuts. If you're going to win seven out of eight against the Red Sox, I think you would have some hope that you got some momentum going and you're going to turn it around. You're going to make some deals. But let's be realistic, right? The way the Yankees have been playing and what they have shown, that's not going to happen. Right. At what point is it this is what they are? And the Boone can tell you again, well, we're putting together this, putting together that. Eventually, you can't put it together. The the train has left the station. I I think— and I want your take on the, the Red Sox. I think the the Yankees are done. And I think Boone is gone. And I I just that's that's what I think is gonna happen. Now, I think Boone's a good guy. Do I, you know, do do I always quote unquote I never hate anybody, but do I hate him because of O three? Sure. I mean and I, I don't wish ill will on anyway. I don't want anyone to lose their job, although I know that Aaron Boone's got plenty of money. But I, I do think that he's he the team isn't well constructed from a chemistry standpoint, and he's not the right guy to navigate it. Period. Full stop. So as for the Red Sox, I think Tampa probably will pass them. Now, not necessarily to the end of the season. And to me, the dollback kind of trade rumor thing, if sale comes back and can be decent, 
as a lefty, I think that's huge. And I think that if they could find some bona fide help in the bullpen or bench hitter, I think that they should make a move like that. And I think that it, come September, I think they will be dangerous. I do. I, I think they will make the playoffs. I can't tell you they're going to win the division, but I think that they're going to get at least one of the wild cards. And I think it's the type of team that can go deep. I just can't understand how the Rays are still so good. I don't get it. I just don't get it. They lose glass now. I mean, I don't. There's something going on. There's something in the water in Tampa. Yeah, but also, you know, they don't make mistakes. You know, what well, I mean? they're it, also a young team. They're, you know, they have like the Yankees aren't a young team. They're just they're, they're like I said, they're not built right either. I yeah, mean, but there's plenty of young teams that stink to high heaven just because they have no. Oh, yeah, the Diamondbacks suck too. They, they, they also to. don't have any pitching. Like a lot of it comes to pitching. So. So anyway, so that's my prediction. What's your take on the Sox though? Like, before we wrap it up, like I told you, man. Kiki Hernandez and the Mojo. But do you think they're a playoff team? Yeah, absolutely. They're playing. That team is playing too good. They got too many things right with them for it to go wrong. And if, like, again, if you get Chris Sale back and he's a a shell of himself, again, like you, Dahlbeck could be exposed in the playoffs, obviously. Maybe you got to fix that. But, dude, if that's your biggest worry, then you got, you're doing pretty good. Right. I don't think Nathan Evalde, who probably could be the all-star game starter. I don't know. When was the last time he started? He could probably be your starter. You could right. technically have your left side of the infield and the starting pitcher be the Red Sox. That's right. He's John Senecal. I'm Brian Shackman. The show is Fan Base, a deep dive into the greatest rivalry in sports. We're so excited to be part of the Odyssey family and let this go. And if you want to hit us, uh, what's the, the Twitter handle again? They at, can At Fan Base Podcast. If you want to come on the show, you think you're worthy of it, or if you have any show ideas, we're going to start to have more guests related to the rivalry and baseball in general. And so we will see you next time on Fan Base, a deep dive into the greatest T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh, oh. 